book in peace. Welcome to Book It, a wrestling podcast where we rebook your favorite storylines. I am your commissioner, Hi-Fi Mike, and today I have your GMs, Damone Allen and Travi T. How are you guys doing today? Living the nightmare. <laughs> well then. Travi T in the house. All right. So, uh, so uh, last week we did Hell, Hell in a Cell, right? That was the one we did. And, yep, uh, Hell in a Cell. I'll just start early and say that the the vote is in, and uh, <laughs> uh, Damone won that episode. Now you can, uh, if you didn't like Damone's and you thought Travis should win, you should have voted. Your fault. It's all your fault. <laughs> I'll take the win either way. And uh, so, Damone got the win, so he's going to start off our episode today. This is episode four. Uh, today we are doing uh, a nice uh, little surprise here, one we haven't done yet. Kind of a, you know, we've been taking on events for the most part, right? Uh, or we did the NWO, but today we're going to have uh, Sting versus undertaker so our gms they're gonna go and they're gonna try to redo or not redo because it never happened they're gonna fantasy book sting versus taker and i think that should be quite a fun time to be completely honest with you because it's something we all wanted to see especially anybody who grew up in uh you know late 90s watching wrestling exactly i was a huge sting fan growing up now travis you you're younger right you weren't around during correct the monday night wars i was around you're around but you weren't like i wasn't watching watch right and if you were watching you weren't paying attention maybe i don't know you don't know my life you're right i don't know your life (laughs) maybe maybe you should tell me about your life and then i will know (laughs) more about your life so if it it's not my fault. I was born on a cold Monday afternoon. Was it actually a Monday? Because I don't know the day. It actually was a Monday. Was it? It was a Monday. Sure it was in the afternoon. Think, you know Martin Luther King Day. You know what? I think I was born on a Wednesday. You're Mine you was seem a like Saturday. a Saturday. I, I can't see you being a Saturday baby. You're a Thursday baby. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. We'll we'll find out next episode. I'll 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 tell you if I was really born on a Wednesday or not. Well, there's your cliffhanger. Let's end the episode right now. <laughs> just, it's over. It's... <laughs> over. Mike wins. Mike, Mike yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so I think this is going to be fun. Now, I, I don't know. I, I kind of let you guys go however you wanted to go. So I don't know what time period you guys are doing. Um, so I'm going to explain a little bit how this works. So each GM is going to use any part of the active roster from, from the time that they wanted to do it from um so again i don't know what time when they did either of the storylines in so it's gonna be a little different the rules are bendable um where they're always shifting and moving uh some of the technicalities that we're doing in the past episodes i i kind of given up on trying to keep count like uh pay-per-view time limits because that doesn't make any sense with the way we ended up doing it um so you'll you'll find out things really the biggest rule is have fun uh no mixed gender matches as weird as that sounds i know it's it's fantasy booking why not i don't know we just don't want to um you know hey speaking of that um just get off topic for a second i was doing that episode with raul of trigger warning he was talking about how he thinks within the next two or three years there's gonna be mixed gender single match main events um next couple of years yeah not I don't, next no. couple of years i would i don't see any woman who would be able to have a like a believable main especially main event match with a guy i don't believe that i think i think there absolutely can be women that can have a legitimate no. maybe not main event but a legitimate match against the man with who but with who I Give mean, me Ronda Rousey 
If you don't think Ronda Rousey, she can fight. Uh, she can beat up anybody. I don't give a fuck. Rousey versus Triple H. I could see maybe I could happening, see that happening down the even, road. I, could, I mean, I would even be okay with R- Rousey versus uh, Rockstar Spud. Uh, <laughs> that would okay, be that fun to watch. So random. Be, <laughs> I don't know why, but I'd like to see that. But like anybody with any kind, of, like would, she couldn't fight a Dolph Ziggler. I think Even. she could. I mean, they're they're different styles. I know you'd have to have somebody that that's gonna go more towards her style. But I think she's she's a legitimate badass, and I think that she could take on a man in real life. People would believe that. That being said. I don't think it'd be a couple wait, wait, years. Wait, wait, wait. Who wins, Ronda or John Cena? Uh, that's a good question. You know what? Oh, do you believe Ronda I got? Wait, 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 wait. Not, not me. I think that is a good idea. I'm gonna hold on to that. <laughs> so we're either there's Time one. Time book it. Yeah. <laughs> either we'll find either, out who wins, Ronda versus John Cena, and we'll find out what day Mike was born on. Well, I was thinking either <laughs> either I use that now or eventually as a quick count, or a poll. But we all know what's going to happen with a poll. It's not going to happen because uh, you guys don't fucking participate. I, I have faith uh, in you fuckers. people listening. I believe if we did a poll. You guys would participate. I think. I think even if we did a sneaky would. poll in 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 the Reach for the Ropes group and just did it, uh, and then. If they want to know why we're talking about it, we can be like, go go listen to this episode. And then there you go. And you still won't listen. And then if you are one of those people, because I'm going to do this, if you're one of those people, thank you. Hopefully you like the podcast. Because uh, our blood, sweat, and tears are going into this. Um, so I guess next time we'll find out who the winner, who the people think the winner would be. John Cena, Ronda Rousey. Um... <laughs> to the death I think that it would be dun, dun, dun. Uh, I guess I guess it would have it depends on when it, it would be it would be Ronda Rousey John John Cena would, would, would John Cena would put Ronda over that's what it comes down to what especially at this point in his career he's not he's not out there to prove anything anymore I'm talking about a real fucking fight. Oh, uh, probably still Ronda Rousey because I think she can whoop most people's ass. What? Um, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna go with Cena just because of pure strength. He's gonna fucking. But he's strong, but Honda she's, has she's the definitely technique. faster. She has the technique. What is she gonna do? He's the, he, she, she definitely has the, the and and the experience in real fighting. Not yeah. saying John Cena's ever fought anybody. He's a pretty nice guy, though. That being said, sign the match. He's more John. of a sign body, more of a bodybuilder than he was a fighter. And Ronda's so a we've fighter. So we from Travis fighting John Cena to <laughs> Ronda. That's Rousey how fucking scared he is. That's how fucking scared he is. He has to fight women. <laughs> sign the fucking contract, John. <laughs> I think Ronda Rousey would kick your ass too. She'd kick my <laughs> she'd kick yours, mine, and Damone's ass at the same time. Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> like we wouldn't even stand that, a chance. I'd pummel her. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um Alright, so we're gonna get into this. Uh I think you guys understand the rules. There's not very many. Just have fun. Do the shit. Let's let's, let's get this done. Hey, that kind of rhymed. Unless I did said that twice. Either way, <laughs> uh, we're gonna do Taker versus Sting, and Damone goes first. Damone, book it. Okay, so we're gonna go into about October of two thousand two. So we're going in the way way back machine, and we're gonna have the a big evil version of the Undertaker heal. Destroying, just crushing people because so he taker, but big evil, um, version motorcycle, yeah, destroying everybody who he thinks is disrespecting him. Um, so he's the world champion at the time. He is destroying everyone, and he, he ends up defending his title against Booker T at the pay per view. Booker T is a face at this point. Um, 
Undertaker ends up winning. Um, but after the match, because he sees, he feels like Booker T disrespected him, he continues to just beat the pummel Booker T. All of a sudden, the lights go out, and in the middle of the ring, there's just a black bat. Um, and Booker T's gone. He's disappeared, gone. There's just a black bat in the middle of the ring. So the very next night on Raw, Undertaker comes out. Um, he's like, I know who, I know it's you, Sting. Get your ass out here. If you ever get in my business again, I'm going to end you. Um, so um, Sting doesn't come out or anything. Undertaker, the next few weeks, has matches. He ends up going on a losing streak because we suddenly start to see Sting in the rafters week to week. And he's distracting the it's distracting the Undertaker, even though Sting's not saying anything. He's just in the rafters, hovering over Undertaker's matches. Undertaker goes on the losing streak, is freaking out, like in the back, just losing it. So at the next pay-per-view, we're gonna have um Taker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the title. Um Undertaker ends up losing the title to Stone Cold after because he's just once again distracted by the presence of Sting. So the next night on Raw, he calls out Sting again. This time Sting does come out. Um, the lights go out again. Sting comes out. Oh, this is Crow Sting, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Uh, it, the yeah, better Sting, in my opinion. It'd be funny if yeah. it was Server Sting. This all happened with, with <laughs> that would have been funny. I thought at first, yeah, for a second I thought about doing Surfer Sting, but I couldn't figure out a way to do that. You just, you just have it make any come, sense. You just have him come out going, woo! <laughs> That's it. That's all he does. So, yeah, pretty much. So, um, Crow Sting appears in the ring with the bat. He grabs the mic from um, from Undertaker. He's like, I, don't, I, I just want the real t- Undertaker. Drops the mic, walks out. Undertaker, as he's walking out, starts berating him. Sting just keeps walking, doesn't say anything. Um, Taker, later on in the night, has his rematch with Stone Cold because he gets the rematch, rematch clause. He ends up losing. and then, But after the match, after Stone Cold is celebrating with the beer, he takes him out with the chair, starts beating the crap out of Stone Cold again. The... Um, or he, yeah, he starts being the crap out of Stone Cold. Then all of a sudden, Sting appears. The lights go out. Sting appears and starts be- takes out Undertaker with the bat. Scorpion death drop. And then he raises the bat. And all of a sudden, the druids come out. You, the druids have their long procession down to the ring. They end up taking Undertaker away. So they carry him out of the ring. You know, Undertaker music plays so a couple months go by we're gonna fast forward a couple months during this whole time we don't hear from sting or undertaker so about like two weeks before the royal rumble we're at now the announcers jr and it would have been yeah it would have been jr and king at this point they start playing up sting is announced that he'll be he'll sting is announced he'll be in the rumble but they also make a point to mention no one's heard anything from undertaker he's gone missing there's been nothing heard from undertaker so sting's gonna be in the royal rumble sting appears at number 29 so sting's doing his thing he's eliminating they're he's doing you know Royal Rumble stuff. So number, yep. So number thirty, the clock thirty hits, and then you hear the gong, and it's Dead Man Undertaker, the Dead Man version of the Undertaker, in all black, the hat, the Undertaker we all know from like two thousand three ish on. Um, so Undertaker comes out to the ring. Him and Sting brawl. They end up eliminating each other. They're because, you know, they're fighting back and forth. They care more about each other than actually winning the Rumble. And I'm actually going to have Triple H win the Rumble, but that's just because I love Triple H. And this is actually <laughs> further this do, part. Has yeah, it has nothing to do, to do with it. this. Someone has to win the Royal Rumble. It's just Triple H. He wins it cause, just because. Um, Taker, then Taker comes out the next night, and he's like, I want you – you wanted the real Undertaker sting – 
you got the real Undertaker. You brought the real Undertaker out of me. So Eric Bischoff, who's the GM at the time, makes the match official for WrestleMania. So it's going to be Undertaker versus Sting. No DQ, no count out. There must be a winner. So we're going to see the heart of WCW versus pretty much the heart of WWE at Mania. So originally I was going to have Undertaker lose, but I can't do that because of the streak. So Sting ends up losing the match after a last ride. It didn't really matter as much in 2002, did it? I don't remember. I know, but then if it it never gets to the point, there's no – you can never get to – the further along get... down the line Maybe that's a good thing without having but then we never get we never get undertaker triple or yeah undertaker triple h end of an error or undertaker Which... hbk so i can't risk those matches so i'm gonna have sting lose it's he's fine it's sting Which sting's does... gonna lose the match unfortunately and this time he's gonna hopefully have way more matches because he's in the company longer than just the, like, three he had this time. In real life, I mean. So Sting ends up losing the match, but it's a hellacious match. Back and forth, they beat the hell out of each other. Um, But Sting loses after a last ride, kicks out. Then Undertaker hits two Tombstone pile drivers, wins the match. After the match, however, Sting pulls himself up. Undertaker does his bow thing to Sting. And Sting grabs the bat and hands it over and, um, like, points it at The Undertaker in a show of respect as well. And that's how Mania ends. And that's how my booking of Undertaker Sting ends. Okay. It's not bad. <laughs> it's, missing, it's missing people in Sting masks. That's what I liked about Sting. <laughs> <laughs> the druid should have worn sting masks that was oh yeah point. that's a good point add that to my that booking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept that <laughs> alright Travi T it's all you dog alright so mine's based a lot later than this um, mine starts it on 2029 I- and they're in the retirement home. <laughs> it starts at thirty-two WrestleMania thirty-two. Um, basically, what happens is um, Undertaker loses at WrestleMania thirty-two because Kane costs him the match. Um, he basically Kane basically claims it's time for a new era. At this point, remember Kane had his own beef with the Authority and. Um, he states that it was nothing personal. Taker was simply a casualty of what needed to be done. Um, so Kane starts to get a mom. Um, he's not necessarily in a uh, in the main event, but he's always towards the top of the card, uh, working towards something bigger. Uh, from the time that from WrestleMania 32 until just before Survivor Series, there's no sight or sound of. Undertaker. Um, now, this is also playing into a bigger part. Is uh, so since Shane beat Undertaker, he obviously won control of Raw. Um, with that being said, the Authority moved to SmackDown, and it's a true brand war for um, they want control of the company, so on and so forth, whatever. So it's at Survivor Series. It's Team Raw which is Shane McMahon, Kane, John Cena, Dean Ambrose, and Seth Rollins uh, versus Team Triple H, um, a recently turned heel Roman Reigns, uh, The Undertaker, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles. Uh, Triple H uh, gains control and... Anyway, Triple H gains control thanks to The Undertaker. He's really the the piece that tipped the scale. Um, but this sets up a feud between Undertaker and Kane, where Undertaker says he has one dying wish, and that's to end Kane once and for all. 
Um, Kane says he ended his career once and he's prepared to do it again, but this time by force. So at WrestleMania 33, they have a Buried Alive match. Um, unlike normal Buried Alive matches, though, there is a casket over the hole. So they fight. They It's real close, but Kane's really showing that he's the younger, the better of the two. Um, he has Taker finished, but when he opens the casket, Sting sits straight up Undertaker style. Um, he be- he hops out of the casket, beats the hell out of Kane with the bat, um, throws him in the casket, and drops the casket. And then points his bat at a fallen Taker and does Taker's signature throat slit at Taker. So this has everybody speculating what's next, what's next, what's next. But the thing is, Sting is being typical Sting. You see him every once in a while, not consistent at all, but he doesn't ever speak. He's just up in the rafters. He's backstage. He's, I mean, he's never, you can never get to him. Um, but Taker's nowhere to be found. So typical Taker, right? Right. Um, oh, I didn't know if that was rhetorical or not. <laughs> I mean, it was, but thanks for the answer, Devon. No problem. Well, you paused, so, so I, I thought the same thing. I was about to say it too. So <laughs> I paused for dramatic effect. <laughs> so, um, the Undertaker returns just before SummerSlam, um, and he's granted a WB title match against AJ Styles. By Triple H for all that uh, the Undertaker's done for the company and what he did to help the Authority get game regain control. Um, now it's important that I note that Undertaker is, cert- is simply a mercenary in this brand or this um, battle for control of the company. He is loyal to Vince McMahon, so therefore he's loyal to Triple H because that's who Vince McMahon's chosen successor was. Um, so I still wouldn't say he's a heel, but you may see him that way. Uh, so the match is pretty good because, I mean, AJ Styles can have a good match with a broomstick. So I'm not really worried about that. Um, just when you think that Taker has him beat. What? Oh, no, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, where were we at? The light, okay, so the lights go out. You start hearing the crows. Um, the lights start to flash on in and out. Uh, very similar to when Kane was doing the thing with Triple H where he had a bunch of different versions of him in the crowd. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So pretty much that same thing's happening. Taker's losing his mind. He's looking all around. But then the lights go out. The noises stop. And then when they come back on, Taker and Stinger face-to-face. Uh, right then and there, the brawl breaks out. Uh, the match is obviously stopped. It's disqualification, so AJ Styles retains the title. Um, but Sting beats him with a bat, beats him down, beats him down, beats him down. Um, so Sting's left standing tall. So finally, Sting breaks the silence and explains what this is all about. He said that for... He's been trying to fight Taker. Every turn, Taker has dodged him. He came to this company to fight Taker, but Taker wouldn't fight him and Bray Wyatt. He was busy fighting Shane McMahon, um, Brock Lesnar. So he's not happy about this at all. He said he had to waste his time fighting guys like Triple H and Seth Rollins when really the only person he wanted to fight was The Undertaker. Um. Hold on, I lost my place. <laughs> um, so Taker come, comes out the next week and says that the reason he's not ever taking a fight with Sting is because he refuses to fight people that are not as good as he is, aren't on his level. He says that there's a difference between um, being the best of the B company and being the best of the A company. So he says that um, 
for 25 years, The Undertaker has been the standard bearer of this business. No matter what company you were in, you wanted to be The Undertaker. And for 25 years, Sting has been second best at his best. He was behind Flair. He was behind Hogan. He was behind Styles. Um, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy. He was always the set, even in a C-level show like TNA, at best. C-level show? You give him that, that, that much? <laughs> TNA was at that like point, they were a C-level show. A at, at one show. point, they were the secondary show. Like 2008, <laughs> you got it. Like 2008, 2009, they were pre-Bischoff. They were the C-level show. I remember recording the the basically the TNA episodes that were ba- just the infomercials on whatever fucking local sports channel it was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the Insane Clown Posse was on there. To be honest, that's what <laughs> that's what drew me to it. I was watching TV, and then you see yes, ICP. Hello. You see ICP in a wrestling ring, and you're I, I was really confused, but I recorded it, and I know I have it on a VHS somewhere in this house. <laughs> I need to find it, but I don't remember what VHS it was. And I've got a lot of unmarked VHSs. <laughs> that could be dangerous. Oh, it yeah. is very, and very I, and weird. And I recorded everything. I recorded everything, uh, like, the lowest quality possible. So it all looks like complete shit. <laughs> all right. Oh, go Jesus. back your booking. Um, so he says that although – Sting has gotten into his business twice now. He still won't make a change. He still won't change his mind. He's going to stick to his guns. He's not fighting someone who's not as good as him. Um, so he goes starts to walk down the ring. Or walk down, I'm sorry, walk out of the ring down the ramp. And the lights go off. When the lights come back on, Taker is unconscious. And the only thing um, you see is him laying on the ground with the Sting mask on. You never see Sting. You never see the fight. You just know that he's unconscious. Um, similar events happen building up from... So this remember, this is right after SummerSlam. So similar events happen all the way up until the Royal Rumble. The Undertaker says he wants one thing before he retires. He wants one more chance of being the... Um, WWE champion, he had he had it in his grasp, but Sting ruined it, so he's going to enter the Royal Rumble. Uh, the Undertaker comes out at number 27. Um, not very many people are still... Not very many likely winners are in the ring. It looks like <laughs> it's going to be Taker's going to take it. Um, but at number 30 comes Sting. Sting comes out, rushes to the ring, automatically just straight for Taker, brawls him, brawls with him, um, ends up eliminating both men very quickly, but the brawl continues. They're beating the hell out of each other outside the ring. Um, they go back in the ring. They're killing each other um, to the point where security has to come out and break them up and pull them apart. So wait, did they eliminate each other? What is that? I'm sorry? Did they, yeah. Did they eliminate each other? Yes. Okay. They eliminate each other, they fight outside the ring, they roll back in, keep fighting, roll back out, fighting, till the security comes out and breaks them all up and drags them apart. Um, so, out the next night and says, basically, look, you've, you've meddled in my business for the last time, I'm going to end you once and for all. Which is much to Sting's delight. Um, this is all Sting has wanted. He is he all he wanted was to be acknowledged, to be proven that he is as worthy of beating Taker or as facing Taker as anybody else was. Um, so Taker says, but there's only one condition I'll do it on. You're gonna be in my yard, so you're gonna be in my um temple of darkness. You're going to be in the Hell in a Cell. Sting accepts, set for WrestleMania 34. So clearly, 
this match is gonna main event. You said what? Taker's gonna end up winning this. The world may never. Mike always, Mike always asks me who wins before I'm even because, close because to Yeah, I, let I him finish, every, man. I'm sorry. I start to see it. I'm just like, oh, we're going to WrestleMania. I realize it's Taker. But it's post-streak, so I guess I'll, I should have waited. But Yeah, it's post-streak. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> But I'm right anyways. So. He still wins. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, let's find out. <laughs> anyway, so they go in. They have... As good of a match as you can expect from two fifty-year-old men. <laughs> so, um, not a very good match. It's it's mostly brawling and weaponry, and you know, I mean, it's a lot of theatrics and psychology. Um, me and Damone would love this match. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You flippy people, probably not. Yeah, if you're looking for like prime athleticism, this is not the match for you. This is exactly. the intro that that for 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 Sting's entrance. This is where. So Taker should come out for – I'm sorry. I'm just going to say this because even if it's not yours, this is what I would do for WrestleMania just for the entrances. Mm-hmm. Have Taker come out first. Uh, he has the Druids, right? And they bring him out to the ring. He comes out, and then t- then Sting comes out. Uh, but he he comes from – they, they try to shine a light on the entrance, and he's not there. And then, then the, he comes down on, on – you know – from the ceiling and uh then a spotlight comes on and he's he's got like he's just standing there and then all the lights come on and the druids are now in the ring wearing sting masks because (laughs) you have to have a mob of sting masks that's how sting rolls i used a sting mask he did use a sting mask and i used multiple things okay still that's what i would do for the entrance you just want more I, sting masks. I do want more sting I can't masks. steal the, I can't steal sting druids from Damone. That was his idea. Well, no, the, the sting druids were my idea. The he, druids oh, were my the, idea. The druids though. were his idea. I made them sting druids. <laughs> they have an armor class of thirteen. That's a terrible armor class. By the way, can we? You, I'm in mine. I'm definitely using the like old school sting entrance for Mania with the girl like. When the man's heart is full of deceit, like that entrance, I'm using that one. Like the WCW Sting Crow entrance. I'm using the WWE Crow entrance. <laughs> is that the one with the, <laughs> the, 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 the gongs? Whatever the fuck it was? Like the, the drums? It sounded awkward. Um, the, the, with I don't know, the one with the crows. His is what the one with the birds, and mine is the doom, 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 doom. It yeah, sounds like that. The, the ones that, that he used at that WrestleMania that he was finally at. I'm doing the one that he debuted with. Okay. All right. That is a good point to bring up that I do expect their entrances to be at least 25% of the spectacle. And it'll also sure. be 25% of the show. Yes. <laughs> It'll take up twenty five percent. Twenty five minutes. What I will not be doing is letting a fifty year old man from the rafters. <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't even have to actually be him though. That's that's the cool thing is because the lights are are off. He comes. He does come down, and then you, like even if you have the spotlight with him coming down, you could turn the spotlight off and then have it back on, and he could actually just roll in the ring and take the spot of their stunt man. What happens if we um, blue blazer part to it? Well, that's why. Hey. Have, that's why you have a stunt man. <laughs> or RIP. Or or you can get like a, a life size dummy or some shit. I'm not doing it. I'm rafter. just saying. I'm not wow. saying that it's 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 perfect, but <laughs> all of the droids come down from the rafters. I mean, Hogan used to have a fake sting come down from the rafters, a dummy sting, and it would like literally fall onto the 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 ground or onto the ring. <laughs> that was pre Blue Blazer. All right, so did you finish? I interrupted. No, you. finish. You did interrupt. Go ahead. So, like I said, mostly. Theatric spectacle and psychology, not really based off of um, 
all not based off athleticism and all that. It's more so a story driven match. Um, Neither one of them can really put the other one down. Finally, Taker hits the tombstone. One, two, three. And beats Kane. Or beats Kane. Yeah, whatever. Beats Sting. Um, Sting is looking much more like a man at this point than he is a um, legend, myth. You know what I mean? That kind of mysterious character. He's looking very human at this point. He's um, sitting on the ground with his head in his lap because um, he couldn't do the one thing he set out to do his whole career. Um, Taker walks up to him and extends his hand, pulls him up, shakes his hand, gives him a hug, then lifts up his arm and they ride off into the sunset. Well, I'm taking that, I, that's not, back that's not, surfers thing. That's not Taker's last match, but it is Sting's last match. No, I was hoping you would like have Sting come back, like Surfer Sting, and it's like, give me one more chance. <laughs> not like this. And then he becomes Biker Taker. <laughs> Biker Taker versus Surfer Sting. Or he becomes uh What was his name in WCW? <laughs> What is happening on Raw? Oh, um, Big Red or Red, which Undertaker is naming on WCW? Yeah. Big Red or something. Red. Was it Master of Pain? I think he was that and he was something else. Right. I don't know. All right, Mike, what did you think? Um, I think. I'm more partial to Demones because I like Woo-hoo. that 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 era of Sting. You just I, you you swayed our voting audience. Uh, <laughs> well, no. Here's here's my opinion: is I like yeah. I'm our <laughs> one vote. Uh, I think Raul, Raul, you can't vote for Demone now. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's gonna be it'll be one our versus one, one so we gotta have another one. Um, uh, yeah, so I liked the the Lawyer, you got the vote. But I also liked Travis's, so I might have to listen back and make make a a better decision. I think I just liked Demones because of what it was, and I think I think Sting and TNA, especially at the point he came to WWE, it was kind of like, what the fuck? Um, he was all over the place when he was there, and yeah, but. I'll have to listen back, but right now my my votes with Demone. It could change. Where are we? Time. Where are we at with time? Uh, we are okay with time. Kind of. We're we're almost there, okay. so we could do a quick count, which is okay. their next segment. Um, and then I guess we could wrap it up. But I am just checking something real quick, and I know this is not he's the best checking podcast, something, but he's something is something. happening on Raw right now. It just, I know it's actually Monday, What's not happening? Friday. Uh, apparently, oh, Elias just became the most hated man in Seattle. I'll have to watch back. I don't know. Why? What do you do? I don't know. Everybody's, like, blowing up about it, but I thought it was something important. Apparently, it's not. I'm going to go look on Bleacher Report. Keep talking. All right. Um, <laughs> um, apparently, he said something about, like, the Supersonics oh. in Seattle. Oh. Some, That's some it? Shooty hoops. Some cheap heat? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Essentially, yeah. I, I don't know. A lot. I should be a person. Um. All right. So, quick count. Um, which we need to get like a segment thing to be, you know, like a transition. That'd be kind of cool. Um. Hey, who's uh, who is uh, what's his name? Bobby Lashley's manager. Uh, Rockstar Spud. No, no, you're that's Leo, no, you're Leo right. Rush. No, Leo uh, Rush. Leo ah. Rush is, what I meant to say. I don't know is that Leo Rush? Stars, yeah, that's Leo yeah, Rush. He, his, he cut his hair. Yeah, he looks like a child compared to Bobby Lashley. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would rather Bobby Lashley is a giant man, but you know, well, they hey. needed to give Lashley a personality, so 
I True. think that they could get rid of Lashley. That'd be great. I'd be fine with that, but He's they're not going to. Pretty <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah. Hey, you guys are big, both big Triple H fans. I want to say, I want to ask you a question. Is Elias the closest thing to Triple H since Damian Sandow? And why is the answer yes? Um. Uh, because they both have long hair. I, I no. Look at no. Seriously, go back and look at um, wrestling style. Mm. In ring style, especially Damian Sandow, though. Sandow, Sandow, yeah, almost... I, I, Sandow I get the comparison because of the style. Right. But Triple H is definitely a better talker. Oh, for sure. He's but uh, the uh, game. Uh... If you don't shut I, the fuck up, man. I hate when people do that. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I don't well, even. You know what? I don't care. No, does that, if he does do it. Um. What? <laughs> I said I don't care. Uh, that's my triple H. I'd have to watch Elias matches more. Enough, like I'd have to like study. Like I don't really remember any Elias match like standing out to me. Cena. I. Uh... Hey, you know it's funny. The only Damian Sandow match I can think of right now is Cena as well. Yeah, his when he lost his money in the bank. So maybe the kind uh, of Dominator Cena and. That was the last time that I marked right. out. Um, when he cashed in his money in the bank, that was the last time I marked out and the last time I got pissed off about wrestling. Just putting it out there. I was really pissed about that. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, quick count segment. Let's I like do... that Mike doesn't even give me any attention. He's like, yeah, okay. I well, I, I didn't have it. I, I, so. Yeah. Well, I was trying to go on to the next segment. That's my job as a host. So... <laughs> To All keep right. us somewhat on track. So let's do, we're going to do Kevin Owens versus Arn Anderson. And this is Arn Anderson. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, didn't I, we do I, Kevin I, Owens I, recently? I do, I yeah, we did so. Kevin Owens versus Ric Flair. I'm not doing did this. Did we do Pick Kevin Owens versus Ric Flair? Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Right, I was well, going to say, we did Kevin but, Owens recently. Just, fine. Fuck you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Then fucking Elias versus Arn Anderson. <laughs> oh shit. Oh. Um oh, Travis, you oh, get to go you first. See, did you see Kevin Owens <laughs> would have been a great pick right now? <laughs> I'm substituting out Elias for Kalisto. Well <laughs> <laughs> Kalisto versus Arn Anderson, go. <laughs> How about substitute Arn Anderson also for Kalisto? Kalisto versus Kalisto. Go in a Kalisto match. In a Kalisto, in a Kalisto, yeah, no Kalisto's Bard match. Kalisto in a pole. <laughs> All right, no, seriously. Um, Elias Ar- versus Ar- Arn. Elias versus Arn, and we're talking uh, like Arn in his prime, like four horsemen, top of the world. Okay. They're both heels, but that's not the fucking point. <laughs> Arn could be a babyface, though. He yeah, he can be. I think Arn's better as a tag team guy, though. He is. So I can only use one guy, one extra person. Yeah, I think that was. Yeah, yeah you can have one, yeah, fucking one extra person. You can bring one one extra person. That's so we don't turn this into a giant booking, and it's a quick count. That's why it's a quick. Go count. ahead. All right. So I'm actually gonna do Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard versus Elias, and. Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff Jarrett and Elias are going to be the goofy um, sing-song guys. Is, They're out here Is Elias also having dressed fun. like Jarrett, or is Jarrett dressed like Elias? What? Why would you be dressed like Elias? Because they're a tag team in this scenario. So, depending on when this took place, if it was back in the corny times, no. they would be dressed alike. Nah. You could have just <laughs> this is this is this is current Elias. You could have just fed off the question, you know, professional broadcasting. All right, go ahead. You ask me stupid questions. I can't. You're right. I, can't I do. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Mike. Hashtag sorry, Raul. Didn't mean to bring sorry, religion Raul. into it. Oh man, I didn't realize. My bad. Um. Anyway. 
uh, what was I even saying? Okay, so it's it's current Elias, and it's um, prime TNA Jeff Jarrett. Because I feel like this one Jeff Jarrett was at his best, like two thousand four, two thousand five. But anyway, when he so owned the company, yeah, when his dad owned the company, my bad. Um, so I'm not gonna say they're the goofy, but they're out there singing songs, talking trash about Arn Anderson and um, Tully Blanchard. But Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson are the quintessential stone faced. They're coming in to fight, and that's it. They're not here to talk; they're here to fight. Um, so the first match is for the tag titles. Uh, bust, Brain Busters are coming in as the um, tag team champions. And it's a competitive match to the surprise of the Brain Busters. They thought they were going to steamroll these guys. Um, but they ended up getting the victory. And But at the end of it, Elias and Jarrett attacked them with the guitars. Beat them down. Um... They immediately challenged him to a rematch at the next pay-per-view. Um, Anderson and Blanchard aren't afraid to fight anybody, so they say, let's go, let's do it again, especially after you guys were cowards and attacked us from behind. So at that point, um, the next match is a another tag team match, obviously. It's just a standard tag team match. This time, uh, Jarrett uses um, brass knuckles, on Tully Blanchard to get the pinfall. Um, he knocks him out and then pins him. So, new tag team champions. Uh, Blanchard and Anderson invoke their rematch claws. And it's going to be inside the steel cage. I almost said hell in the cell, but that's not what I meant. Inside the steel cage. So, this match is a brawl from beginning to end. Anderson and Blanchard come in swinging. They take waste no time going for their, um, going for the victory, going there beat the hell out of each other. Um, but just when you think uh, they are going uh, they're gonna win the match, Jarrett leapfrogs over Tully Blanchard and slide baseball slides out of the cage door um, onto the floor, leaving Elias in the in the ring by himself. Um, they go to corner Elias. They beat the hell out of him, and then as they're trying to climb up the side of the cage, because um, Jarrett's locked the door, so they can't get out and threw the key into the crowd. Um, as they start to climb up the side of the cage, Jarrett climbs up on the opposite from the outside, and he's got his brass knuckles in hand. He climbs up to the top and cracks. Um, Anderson with him and hanging on he cracks him again he's only holding on by one hand now he cracks him one more time and he goes flat back bump from the top of the cage um, Blanchard ends up escaping the cage because it's a, he can only fight one person at a time and Jarrett and Blanchard now brawling on the outside um, Anderson's out cold but so is Elias because he just got pummeled by both men uh, they both start to stir he try he starts to climb up the or I'm sorry, Elias starts to climb up the side of the cage, but um Anderson starts to get catch his, his second wind. He climbs up or pulls himself up on the ropes and he rushes to the side of the cage that uh Elias is on, peels him off of it and hits him with the spine buster. As he hits him with the spine buster, he then hits the ropes, hits the ropes again one more time. And he heads towards the door and shoulder tackles it and dents it in. And he does it again and again. And finally, it busts one of the hinges off. Blanchard, who has now taken out Jarrett, reaches over there and starts to try to pry the um, door back. Anderson's trying to bust the door down just as he's doing that. From out of nowhere, he gets busted over the back of the head with, uh, with Elias's guitar. And Elias climbs the cage and wins the match. Finn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Damone. Okay, Your so turn. 
we're gonna have Elias come out, do his normal. I'm not doing an attack game. It's gonna be one on one. Elias is gonna do his normal. I hate this town. I hate everyone here. He's in Arn Anderson's hometown, which I should have looked up, but I'm not sure what it is. So, um, he's insulting like everyone there. He says, "You guys are even the home of that that boring piece of crap, Arn Anderson, who who needed Ric Flair to have a career, gets nuclear heat for that." Arn comes out and is like, "I'll teach you some respect, young man," because you know Arn being the old vet, the being the vet, he's like, I'm going to teach you some respect. I might be an old timer. I might be, um, not as young as I used to be, not a spring chicken, so to speak anymore, but I'll still beat your ass. Um, so Elias goes to grab the guitar that hit, um, Arn, but Arn ends up, um, getting up, avoiding it hits a spine buster so they end up having a match at the pay-per-view Arn versus elias elias is dom- dominates most of the match just because he's younger and but Arn ends up using his veteran wiles to end up pulling off a, a roll up one two three pin pins elias and this rolls out and escapes and does the point at his head because he's smart um, smarter than Elias. Elias next night comes out still braiding Arn, like saying that it was a fluke, that he's better than Arn ever was. Um, so Arn's like, I'll give you a rematch um, at the next pay per view. So next pay per view, Arn, Elias. Um, pretty, much, pretty much this time, Arn, it's back and forth between the two. Um, Arn. Ends up hitting the spine buster, but Elias kicks out. Um, Elias hit, ends up um, low blow, ends up hitting his finisher, pins Arn one, two, three, and that's pretty much it. Elias wins the feud. All right. Um, I would have to go. I think I think I like the bones a little more. Uh, probably because I feel like the tag team stuff made it. A little more convoluted than I would have liked. You're a little bit more convoluted than I would have liked. The only question I had about your booking was why would he batch the door when he could have just climbed out? <laughs> because it's show business, baby. <laughs> if he climbed out, he couldn't have got hit with the freaking guitar. True for the storyline purposes, but I mean, like, in actuality, like, why wouldn't he have just Why wouldn't he have just out? pinned him? What? Why wouldn't he have just pinned him? Or done that. Unless you, you said there's no pinfalls. In, That's I never guess. said anymore, though. Yeah, true. You think about it, like, it's always pinfall, submission, or escape. I yeah. hate but, the fact that the cage has pinfall or submission. I do, too. I really think that should just be escape. Be... Escape, right? That should be it. Like I don't understand why it would be anything else. They should have a cage match where the only way to win is knockout or submission. Uh, yeah, they, they call that uh, MMA. The UFC, UFC. I think. <laughs> That's that, they booked that. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> hey Dana White, you can come get on this podcast yeah, and book Dana it. White, you can book, book it with us. All right, so um. Real, real quick, I just want to mention that I found out today, and I'm really excited that MLW puts all their shit up on uh, YouTube after, like, sometime after it airs, so I can finally watch it. And they have a war, they did a war games. So, Who the fuck is MLW? MLW Major League is Wrestling a, is a it's, it's a it's smaller promotion, yeah, and it uh, Tony Schiavone does uh, commentary. So he's doing commentary for War Games again, and I am. So I have a crush excited. on Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone <laughs> is great. He is fantastic. Uh, who's the greatest commentator of all time, Mike? All of all time, like all time. My, probably uh, my favorite is probably uh, uh, all right. Color, I'd probably say Bobby the Brain Heenan, and uh, for play by play. That's a hard, that that. Uh, right now, I'm swayed for Tony Schiavone because we were just talking about him. But <laughs> you're fucking stoned. No, 
I'm not. But I like Tony Schiavone. And yeah, other than that, no. I mean, who else you got? You got JR. Jim Ross, the greatest Jim, of all time. Jim, yeah, yeah, I'm going honestly, Jim Ross. I like Jim Ross, but I, I don't know. I felt like Tony, you know, he, I don't know. Tony Schiavone did like a legit play-by-play. Um. Then you also when you mean like, when they weren't talking about the NWO yeah, when, for twenty five minutes, or about not the NWO. for another, but when when they company. weren't, he was he was calling, he was calling some shit. I like I don't know, Tony Giovanni's probably one of my favorite. I I don't like choosing favorites like that, so because I get put on the spot, and then I always say the wrong thing. Everybody's like, no, so yeah. All right, so before we get off here. Since it's gonna get posted on Friday, October fifth. Yes. Saturday, October sixth is Conor McGregor versus Habib Nurmagomedov. And I want your guys' opinions or picks right now, so it's on the record. Um, I know very little about UFC. So you're not in this, Damone? Yeah. I'm going Khabib by. I'm going to go Khabib by submission. What? I see that. I'm either going Khabib by submission or unanimous. No, not submission. Khabib by unanimous decision. I can see that one, maybe. I mean, yeah, I can't. Khabib but... by decision. Khabib by decision. I've got fucking Conor McGregor. Knockout. I think it, it's, I Knockout can see it by, being within a, the first two rounds. I can see it being a very boring, like, not boring, but kind of like. I just see Khabib just taking him down at well and just mauling him on have top seen, and just doing whatever he wants. Have you seen Khabib's fights? Yes. He he's stupid the way he fights. It works. He's undefeated. He's not fought anybody. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Never lost. Never you can't lost. Never lose I if you never fight. Never, never, never won, but never lost. You know who else is undefeated? Myself. Father Time. Sign the match, John. Sign the contract. (laughs) That'd be funny. One day, somehow, this gets to him, and you have to fight John Cena. I will fucking fight John Cena. You will lose so bad. I don't care. John, I will fight you for a charity of your choice. I will fight you for the charity of your choice. Who For the gonna, charity of your choice. What are you going to give the charity? I'm not going to give him nothing. We're well, going to sell pay-per-views. You sell pay-per-view? Yeah, because you're a draw. John Cena's a draw. John Cena is a draw. I do not John need to be Cena's a draw. John a draw fighting a random guy from a podcast hey, that five hey, people listen hey, to. Hey, hey, hey. You know what the um, – well, if John Cena gets to it, then that means <laughs> so we've then, made it a little bit. I'm going to continue. That's when we start the Patreon. The undercard for that – it's going to be Hi-Fi Mike versus CM Punk. Well, see, I'm not signing that because I know he could probably kick my ass. No, what? you know, I, I'm not. Fuck that. He's a professional fighter. I'm going to die. And he's I'm going to take on the Bucks. I'm not saying I'm going to take on the young Bucks at the same good, time. But he's better than me. <laughs> he's probably the same weight class. <laughs> me versus the Bucks. <laughs> I could fight like a normal person, but but he, but he can't fight. That's all he can fight like too. Haven't you seen him? <laughs> but yeah, okay. But regardless, he's got. I guess maybe if it, if I had enough training, possibly. But, oh yeah, I'm going in this like I want a full like three month fight camp. But I yeah, I would need to like train and I'd still lose, but I could at least say I did it. You could Just you like could take him can. to the ground. You could take yeah. him to the ground and strangle him. Yeah, well, I guess that's true. Yeah, that's exactly what I would. I wouldn't even try to fight him. I would just <laughs> I try to body lock. I would body lock, trip, smother. Instead, naked. I'll climb the cage. It's <laughs> <laughs> like drop. he's taking it like a cage match. Yeah. A, we win by yeah. escape, right? <laughs> that's how I beat CM Punk. I escaped by escape. <laughs> by escape. <laughs> It'd be funny if the ref comes out and says that I win and he didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I had the fight. I said to get out. Anything else? Whoa. All right. So, uh, no. So, Twitter is Book It 15. 
Come find us, reach for the ropes. Email is bookit at gmail or no bookitpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, nobody's written a shit. Nobody's tweeted a shit. But I hope we know you're out there. We know you're out there. I see you listening. I see you. I know what you did last summer. Um. Yeah. So, other than other than Raul, Raul, sorry, Raul. Uh, your vote sorry, will not count next time. Uh, so somebody actually has. And I know you're listening. I know. I know it. You always say you're listening. People I'm looking at you, Slayer. I got you. Uh. Yeah. So this is it for book it. Uh. Later. Later. Bye. Bye. All right, this is a little bonus snippet that I'm I'm putting in here afterwards. Uh, we got off the air and recorded, and we decided, uh, we talked, and we're going to tweet John Cena, uh, tell him to sign the contract, and I'm gonna we're going to tweet him once a week. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep tweeting John Cena. Does he have an Instagram? Or not an Instagram, uh, Twitter? Yes. I'm going to... Yes. Gonna, Definitely I'm does. Tweet John Cena. He's like the most followed person on Instagram or on I'm Twitter. Fucking looking, but I don't see him. Twitter, Instagram, Twitter. I'll find him. Once I find him, I'm gonna. I'll tweet him. Uh. And uh, so everyone knows that we are putting the challenge out to John Cena for, for Travi T here to uh, sign the contract. Sign the fucking contract, John. Mystic Mac Jr. says, I'll knock your ass out. Those are some big words. All right, John, we're sending you, uh, sending you a tweet. Please respond. Thanks.